comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast available at jitterymonkey.com and wherever you find podcasts, except apparently I hear the Stitcher is shutting down, so uh, you can definitely find us on Apple, on Google Play, uh, other places. Spotify. I think I think we're on Spotify. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm Greg Mahachko, your host. Joining me as always, he is the co-host of the year. That is the one and only Mike Luther. Hello, Mike. Yeah, I got to find a new... Hello, by the way. Uh, I have to find a new um, podcast app now because I use Stitcher. That was, that was like my go-to. And I don't have Apple. I technically use Spotify, but I don't like the way Spotify is set up. But that's okay. It's... That's something I'll, I'll deal with. Um, I was going to tell you before uh, we started, did you see that uh, St. Louis Comic-Con is back in Collinsville? I did not. Yes, August 5th and 6th. Uh, and I was trying to look up how much tickets are, and I think they're only like 15 bucks. But it's August 5th and 6th, uh, which is, I believe, is Saturday and Sunday. Now, a week from, uh, yes, see, at the Gateway Convention Center. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Interesting. The Mighty yeah. Con? Is that what? The, well, yep. at least that's my, the icon. I don't know if that's yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Mighty, Mighty Con, yeah. Um, well, let's see what's going on there at Mighty Con 2023. So I think that's perfect time for you to go there and start. Because it's going to be a lot of comic book. Like the, the main focus, obviously, is comic books. Uh, so... You might be able to find some some artists there, or some writers, or something. Over a you know? hundred vendors, artists, and guests mm-hmm. at the new location, which is yes, as you mentioned, the uh, the Gateway Convention Center in yeah. Collinsville, Illinois. You know, it's amazing how many just based on proximity, how many uh, event locations or or meeting places like Gateway or. Uh, another example is the Hofbra House St. Louis at Belleville. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, come on, guys. <laughs> yep. um, well, that's very interesting. I, I, had, no, uh, I had no I had no idea that was going to be a thing. Yeah, I literally just saw it on Facebook, like right uh, before I came on here. Uh, so. I mean, so just so you know, they're getting the word out. Uh, Eventony, uh, Eventbrite, AARP. Literally, when you type in St. Louis Comic Con Collinsville 2023, it's it's on the AARP website. Okay. So, um, well, that'd be fun. I'm, I'm sure I'll know people who are there. Yeah. Uh, I won't be. Okay. Are you going to go? Um, I don't know. I might check it out. I, I, feel, I have a feeling if I went, I would spend too much money. I was just telling you, just in case, like I said, if you wanted to inter- try to interview people there. I need more than a week's notice. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. You got kids. Yeah. Uh, it's something in the future we should think about possibly getting a, our own booth set up and let people come to us. Sure. We'll pretend we we'll are, pretend we're famous. 
I I I say this, this this isn't Wizarding World. Wizarding World used to come to St. Louis, St. Louis. <clears throat> this I have a feeling maybe not gonna be necessarily as many famous people as you think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh no, when I when I say like interview people, I'm not talking like I think Henry Cavill's gonna be there or something. I'm just saying like there might be a, a writer there that is like like us where it's like willing to like, hey, whoever wants to talk to me. You know I Henry Cavill would be fantastic. I'd be perfectly happy with Tom Welling. <laughs> That'd be cool. I don't think he's going to be there either. I think he's also too famous, especially if tickets are only fifteen dollars. So right, right. You know. Yeah. I wonder if one of, if it's one of those like more pure quote unquote comic book conventions where people are coming in. And it's more of like you know swapping, trading, finding rare titles that's that's like that. what it seems like because i and i forget the exact description but it was like we're putting the comic back in comic-con type of thing. <laughs> so yeah nice little hook yeah well speaking of comic-con was last week and that's all we could really tell about that yeah I th- there wasn't i mean obviously with the the strike and everything there wasn't much i think they had some trailers i mean no no new trailers i don't right. think were um, you surprised were you surprised by the box office success of Barbenheimer last week? A little bit. I wasn't expecting it, but hey, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know it, some people who actually did go watch one and then watched the other immediately after. Oh, really? So, I mean, he partly did it for, he works in radio up in Green Bay. So okay. he, he partly did it for his job too, I think. But, but, uh, you know, it, and, and he, he reminded me, I was reading his like review of it because again, he gets paid to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they were talking about maybe it was that or maybe it was on Hollywood Babylon or something. But they were talking about Barbie's like, if you love Barbie, this is the movie for you. And if you hate Barbie, this is <laughs> so, you know, they definitely appealed to both sides of the coin there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I won't go, I, I won't go to the theater to see Barbie, no offense. And I won't, go to the theater to see Oppenheimer because it's over three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. That's what one of my friends was telling me. She, she wanted to go see it, but she's like, I don't know if I can, if I, if I want to sit there for over three hours, like it's, it's one of those, like you, it pro- it's probably obviously better on the big screen, but yeah, three hours. That's a lot. I mean, yeah. Christopher Nolan is a filmmaking genius. I'm not taking oh, anything yeah. away from that, but I heard that again, I, I believe I listened to this, uh, earlier this week on uh, Hollywood Babylon, but the, you know, he filmed it in IMAX, which IMAX theaters are not set up for digital. So it's, it, I heard some, and I don't know how much of this is hyperbole, but it was 10 miles of film for these IMAX machines. (laughs) So uh, it was causing a lot of problems. If you wanted to watch Oppenheimer in uh, IMAX, I should have said, if you wanted to watch Barbie in IMAX, but (laughs) Um, yeah. So, you watched I, I we talked about this a little bit. I didn't read anything. I was I was busy like with work work this past week. So I I didn't have a chance to read anything. Um you said you read a little bit, didn't complete anything? Yeah, I'm working on I'm still working on uh Thor Saga of uh Gore the God Butcher and then JSA. Um which one's your upstairs, which one's your downstairs book? Thor's upstairs, downstairs is JSA. I was actually just reading a little bit more of JSA before I got on here as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I haven't, I haven't completed anything yet. Okay. Yeah. But you said you watched a lot. I did watch a decent amount of stuff. Um, well, I started watching at least, 
I started watching uh, uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Mm-hmm. Probably about an hour into that, that's now free on Paramount Plus, which is good. It's uh, I feel almost kind of bad though, watch because I'm watching it on my phone at at, at the gym, like as I'm walking and stuff like that. <laughs> and so it's not like it's one of those You're not giving it your effort. I I have a fairly big TV at my house. Um, and I should be watching it on there, but I'm I'm not because just for whatever reason, and you know I, I don't know, yeah with with your urging l- largely because you said you know last week we talked a lot about Mission Impossible movies and you said yeah with Paramount Plus I watched all uh, six of them or whatever you know I think six uh, I watched them all within a week on Paramount Plus and I was like huh and then you told me uh, uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast is on. Uh, Paramount Plus, and I was like, huh. Then I did a little digging and found that uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the new movie, is also on Paramount Plus. Yes. Uh, all like the Nickelodeon Nick Jr. shows, Comedy Central, the old CBS, uh, the OG MacGyver series from the 80s with Richard Dean Anderson is on Paramount Plus. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I have Paramount Plus now. <laughs> nice. That's, that's, that's how I do it. Uh, Five ninety nine for the package that does not include Showtime, um, yeah. and so I too watched in com- to to completion uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Okay, okay, and I liked it. I like yeah. I you haven't seen it all, and I don't mm-hmm. know how much it, you know about any any aspects of the movie. I'm the, right. I'm right up until the time that they meet. Um, Optimus Primal again. Okay, but I mean, like, did you ever go on and see any spoilers or anything about? I, I, not that. No, I don't okay. think so. If I do, I don't remember them. Okay, well, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very unexpected fin- or ending to the movie. Okay. Um, that being said, you know, like there are parts in the movie, and and based on where you are, um, you've seen some of these parts. You're like. Hey, wait a minute. He's in later movies, or you right. know, like movies that take place later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and so like I don't know how they're going to like if, if there's going to be another another Transformers movie before you know the one that takes place the the first Transformers movie that we got with Shia LaBeouf. Um. So I I don't know where exactly they're going with the story, but I I honestly I really did enjoy it. I don't know if they know where they're going with the story. <laughs> That's fair too. Yeah. Michael Bay's not directing it, but he is still producing. Yeah. Um, so I saw that, and then the other one, another one I saw, I and I'm starting to watch it at least. Uh, came out on, and I wasn't expecting myself to to watch this, but it came out on Peacock not that long ago. But uh, I started watching Twisted Metal. And yeah, I- that. Uh, uh- Series debuted just yesterday, the 27th. 27th, yeah. And I was under the impression, because I, I watched the first episode, and I was under the impression that it was like going to be weekly. And all of a sudden, like the second episode started, I was like, oh, and then I looked it up. Nope, they all released all at once. Well, that makes Mike a happy camper. Yes. Uh, so I think I want to say I watched three episodes of it. Okay. Um, I <laughs> I will say this. It's it's not bad at all. Pretty, I would say not bad to good. Um, it's more, way more interesting than Secret Invasion. Sorry to say, 
just, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It just is. Uh, and, and here's the thing: I don't know really much about Twisted Metal at all. Right. As, as far as the video game, like I remember playing it when I was a teenager. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe early twenties. Um, or like it had to be like 18, 19, 20, somewhere around there. I remember both when they lived in my hometown and then when they moved to your hometown playing Twisted Metal on the OG PlayStation at mm-hmm. uh, Bald and his brother's house. Okay, okay. You know, somebody, I, I don't think I, well, I might have played it there. I remember playing it at a uh, 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 Tim, uh, a guy you, you don't know. He went to a different school. But uh, we always used to hang out together. I remember being in his basement playing it. I think, and who knows? My memory is is, is so off. Maybe I actually was at Bolt's house. Who knows? Um, yeah. And so I don't. I think what kind of struck me as odd is I didn't know Twisted Metal had a story. I didn't either. You know. So kudos to them again for finding an IP and fleshing out some details because I really don't know any backstory of like how do yeah. we get to this point where people are like you know soup, souping up all varieties of of vehicles and and giving them weapons and armor and things like that so again i i I know it came out yesterday and i am interested in it it just there was what was it tuesday night Mm -hmm. tuesday night i was legit working on my laptop in my chair till one o'clock in the morning wednesday night i i didn't get home until um after and about nine o'clock, nine, nine, you know, right around nine o'clock. And I was, it was a long day. I had five appointments, which doesn't sound like much, you know, to people who don't know, uh, but a lot of driving and things like that. So I was pretty worn out. Um, and then last night I actually bowed out of the five heart show uh, because I was like, guys, I, I have not slept much. <laughs> Can yeah. you do this one without me? So uh, Twisted Metal is on the radar, but I haven't got there yet. So, well, I'll tell you right now, don't watch it with kids in the room. You <laughs> I, I, I assumed you, you you would know that. Um, and and I, 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 oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Mike, but the Secret Invasion series finale or season finale did come out this week. Yes. And I haven't watched that either. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, it, there's not there's nothing to it. I don't I it's not a bad show. It's just like I'm like I there was nothing to it. There was yeah. nothing that like and maybe yeah, maybe they'll something will happen in a movie or something you know it because of it you know but there was nothing that was like um where i'm like oh my god something's something's gonna happen and in fact and this is not really spoiling the the last episode but you go into the last episode going like okay now i'm i'm expecting somebody to be a scroll you know like i'm watching it going like okay they're oh that person's supposed to be bad okay well they're they're actually or, or they're pretending to be good or something like that they're actually going to be a scroll like you just right. expected it but still even it was there was just nothing to it and it was kind of disappointing where i was like and i, I hate to you know shit on uh, uh tv shows i was just like ah, I, I could go without seeing it you know you know, uh we have for years not i mean we don't talk about rotten tomatoes much mm-hmm. um and i don't Rotten Tomatoes doesn't interest me, but I did think it interesting that uh, Secret Invasion is the first Marvel or Disney Plus Marvel series, maybe just Disney Plus series, to have a rotten score. Yeah. And here's the thing. I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't give it a rotten score. Like, it wasn't, I, it takes a lot for me to say a movie or a TV show is, like, bad. Right. Where, like, I, I hated that I had to watch it because obviously I don't ever have to watch anything. But it was just like, I, it, it happened. That's it. 
You know? It was there. It was there. Yeah. It, you know, people got paid. So that all right. You know. And if you ask them, not enough. But yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, under, understandable. Um, um, I did watch something else. I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead and say it. Ooh, you say it. Does it start with an F? It starts with a T. Oh, okay. Never mind. I watched The Flash. Oh, okay. The movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What were you thinking? I I was thinking of a TV show. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Which I will get to in a second. Um, Uh, Okay. So so, I I broke down. I broke down and bought it. Yeah. Through the voodoo. um, And bought or rent? I did buy it. Okay. It was like a $5 difference. I'm like, "Ah, now I can watch it anytime I want. Okay. True. True. Uh, is it? Do you think it is worth the whatever twenty dollar price tag? There were, I could. The Ezra Miller talking to Ezra Miller parts, mm-hmm. like I would have really liked to have hate to say it, seen less of that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but give me, give me the, like things I would have never thought that I was seeing, like Nick Cage Superman, or. Right. Adam West, Batman again, yeah. or Christopher Reeve. Oh man, when I, I I got a little emotional seeing the Christopher Reeve um, Superman. Um, but there was a scene right before they leave the Batcave when uh, our I don't know DCU whatever Flash the the original Flash is talking with uh, Michael Keaton. He's just basically they're they're talking about you know, losing their parents and, and flash is like, well, that's why I'm here. I, I, I can't tell it to Barry. I don't know. How, how do you tell somebody that? But like, you know, his you know, mom died and she died in my universe and, and not here. Uh, and I thought, man, that, that was a really, I'm not doing it justice, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, but that, that scene was that very, you know, powerful to me. Like I, I, for me, that, that scene was, uh, as good as, as any of the big, you know, expensive looking fights. And, and I really liked the Supergirl character. Um, yes. Even, even, you know, we were watching it here. Like I'd started it one night and I was watching it the next morning. So when Garrett comes down, he's like, who's that? And he's like, that's gotta be Superwoman. Right? I'm like, well, closer to Supergirl, you know, a <laughs> uh, li- little semantics, things like that. But, you know, it just, I, I enjoyed their, the rescue, like the heist of, mm-hmm. of, you know, getting super and and even the fact that you know, like they said, "Hey, come on, let's let's leave her." It's not it's not who you're after. He's like, "No, we're heroes. We we help people. You know, we save right. people." And getting getting her out of there, and then again, getting her to the sun, um, you know, and and, and seeing her come alive, so to speak. Uh, the movie had its flaws, certainly, but overall, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah, speaking of Supergirl, I, I last time I talked about Flash, I couldn't mention this fully because I didn't want to spoil it. But I'll say it now. So the scene or like the little bit of a scene where she talks about like why what I, you know, they they uh, basically they captured her for however many years and kept her in prison. So like why should she help him out? I thought that alone could make a great uh, Supergirl movie, like to stretch that out to where, like, yep. yes, when she, you know she gets captured and she they're tormenting her or whatever, and it's the whole thing of like being a superhero, but like, yeah, I'll, I'll fight for my planet, but like, why, why am I helping you out? 
like the, yeah. the people that you know so i i thought that was that was really good mm-hmm. um did you like the uh um uh, uh ezra miller laugh the <laughs> no it like it reminds me of just a, a a nervous anxious laugh which i think maybe what the character is going for and also i don't I don't run, you know, like I, I shouldn't run. Like I joke, I run to the fridge and I run to the bathroom and that's about the extent of my run and, you know, type of thing. Uh, when, when clients and I are playing phone tag, when we keep, we keep missing one another, I was like, uh, I always make the joke. I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, phone tag, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but I said, given my age and conditions, it's about the only tag I want to play, you know? So um, I've never seen anybody run like Ezra Miller runs in super no. slow-mo feet, you know, whatever. It's, I don't want to say it's unnerving. It's just, it looks so odd and awkward. It is. It's very odd okay. and awkward. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Ezra Miller's not going to be the flash in, in future DC, uh, James Gunn DC, simply because the flash didn't do too well. Um, in right. the box office, like I think, I think if it would have done as well as they were hoping for it, then yes, he would have been. Regardless of all the other stuff that happened, he would have been the Flash still. But now that you know, it's like oh, box office didn't do so good. So I think whenever they well, do have a new Flash, when I don't know when that's going to be, it'll be somebody else. And, and another reason why I went ahead and, and just you know bit the bullet and got is again I was listening to the, uh, Hollywood Babylon. They they mentioned. And spoiler, spoilers, I apologize, you know, Josh or anybody else if you're listening. But uh, they mentioned Clooney. They mentioned the Adam West thing. I was like, you sons of bitches. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I better go ahead and just get it before I, I you know. And it was interesting seeing uh, old gray George Clooney, you know, back in not as Batman with the, the rubber nipples, but, uh, uh, you know, just as Bruce Wayne. Because we've always contended to say he was a terrific Bruce Wayne. Maybe not a good Batman true true but uh i wonder how much he got paid for that uh, i think he's able to pay a bill or two now yeah must be nice you know Should so uh, and then pay you know yeah put, put another wing on the house yeah exactly um a so wing. a uh nice a tv show that starts with f that you probably watched do you have any idea i do yeah i'll Tell's tell you it. i was i was i was disappointed that it was only one episode Right, understandable. Yeah, uh, but that is the new season of Futurama on Hulu. Yes, one episode. I watched it as well because uh, I, I, I too was a fan of Futurama. Probably not. I think we lost Mike. As. I, I told you, I kind of as I was watching it, I messaged you. I was like, "This one is very meta, very much like, hey, there we there's a canceled show, and it's uh, you know, it's been gone for ten years, and people want it back. But is it is it you know, can, can we afford to have it back? Are we going to make money on it? Type right. of thing. No, and so of course Futurama was originally on Fox you know it was in that s- Sunday night you know animation domination before it was even called that uh, and it was on for I believe five seasons and then like I think uh, season six and I may be a little off here 
I may be a little off anyway, but uh, whatever like season that they had in between was, uh, it was like Bender's uh, big score and, and other uh, basically direct-to-video movies that they just blocked, uh, you know, chopped up into four different episodes each. So that again, maybe six, maybe the seventh season, whatever it is, is is all you know these uh, straight-to-to-video things, but it's still. 16 episodes, something like that. And then when they came back on Comedy Central, that first episode back, they made a lot of uh, in-jokes to, you know, why would anybody cancel something like that? And, and uh, you know, they they talk about like a, a – they name – I can't remember how they get there, but they name Comedy Central. But it's like uh, – uh, I, I, I'm not going to do it justice, so I'll stop. But, you know, very same, very meta, if you will. Oh yeah, so uh, but I but look, I I don't know how many episodes they're doing. I don't know if they're doing like a twenty-two episode thing or if it's a ten episode thing. But I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all it's always good. Be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Well, Mike, we do have a, a fun topic, a, a little bit of an mm-hmm. unusual and off offbeat uh, or off brand maybe topic to talk about. But uh, before we get there, just wanted a couple quick hits, and I'm going to do this in ascending order of. Of levels of excitement, I suppose. Okay. And you tell me if I've missed anything, and I will definitely apologize profusely. But okay. we learned a week ago, uh, shortly after, I believe, the... Uh, I believe shortly after uh, we had recorded this episode. Did we talk about Biker Mice for Mars last week? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Uh, so Biker Mice for Mars is a an animated... Uh, Saturday morning or, or weekday afternoon cartoon uh, that uh, was on 27 years ago, Mike. That's wow. doing my math. That's 1996. And Ryan Reynolds is bringing it back. He's going to co-produce um, and he is working with the, um, the, the, all it says is Nacelle. I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe Nacelle is the original um, producer or, or or IP holder or something like that. Um, so Reynolds says, I didn't know Reynolds was a motorcycle enthusiast, um, but he that's why he tweeted out. He said, or uh, some people know that I am a motorcycle enthusiast, so it's only natural for us to jump on board with Biker Mice from Mars. Maximum effort in Fubo. Look forward to putting a new spin on this cult classic with our friends at Nacelle. Here's the thing. I don't know if he's actually a motorcycle enthusiast. <laughs> he might be, or it's just a joke. Like, I, because that, that seems like something Ryan Reynolds was like, hey, you guys, you know, like, he, I, I was, wouldn't be surprised if he also, like, another tweet would be like, you guys know I'm a huge uh, mouse enthusiast. Yeah, maybe. You know, so, but who knows? Who knows? Regar- regardless. Uh, did, I, I, I had heard of Biker Mice from Mars. I don't remember ever watching it. I, yeah, same. Um, yeah. And, and it came out and uh, it last was on the air in 96, came out in 93. Um, but 93, like I was watching the, uh, let's see, well, I was 11. So Lord only knows what I was watching. But, you know, that's about the time that the X-Men cartoon was out. Yeah. Um, yeah we were watching cool stuff like X-Men and Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, you know, Batman the animated series. Yeah. Uh, shortly thereafter, the I think one of the better nineties cartoons, which was the Spider-Man animated series uh, was out, I think in 94. 
yeah, maybe ninety five. So I mean, this one again, aware of it, but never watched it. Uh, I didn't even know the names of the main characters, but they're Throttle, Motto, Moto, maybe, and Vinny. Yep. Yeah. Of course. Um, I could have so, t- told you that, of course. You know, good old, good old Vinny from Mars. Good old Vinny. Good old model or whatever. M O D O is what it is. Yep. Um, let's see. Let, let's see what it says here. Uh, the official synopsis. I want. I want to share this because I don't know it. The official synopsis of the original show on the planet Mars. There existed a race of anthropomorphic mice who enjoyed motorsports and had a very similar culture and society to that of human beings. Eventually, they were all wiped out by the Plutarchians, an alien race of obese, foul-smelling, worm-eating fish-like humanoids who plunder other planets for their natural resources. Three survivors, Throttle, Moto, and Vinny, managed to find a spaceship and escape the Plutarchian takeover, but instead they soon find themselves crash-landing on Earth in the city of Chicago, along with a charming female mechanic named Charlene Charlie Davidson, uh-huh. the biker mice must defend Earth and defeat the villainous Plutarchians in an attempt to finally return to their homeland of Mars. Well, None of that right. sounded the least bit familiar. Nope, no, no. Also, no. I mean, I know, I know that you know the Ninja Turtles were anthropomorphic, Bugs Bunny, and but if that was in the original synopsis. And like kids were eating that, they'd be like, "Anto, yeah." And, like they wouldn't know what the hell that was. Yeah. Daddy, what's that word? So, uh, biker mice from Mars coming yes. eventually. Uh, we learned this last week at Comic Con that with the uh, arrival of James Gunn to DC Studios, uh, that the uh, editor in chief Jim Lee says that. DC books are selling three times better than they were prior. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, tr- I tried to read that article. And I, well, it was, it was a long talking about a lot of stuff, and I I didn't see the part where they said that the comic sales are increased, but I think that's awesome. More, uh, it says, without divulging this. figures, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Without mm-hmm. divulging figures, Lee says that certain titles have seen double or triple digit growth in sales since the duo took charge of a newly integrated screen division. One book in particular, The Authority, wasn't even in print when Gunn revealed it was getting the big screen treatment. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, and I, I think James Gunn did really good in in the very beginning. He said, "Hey." These are the comic books that I have been looking at. Not, not. Uh, this isn't. I'm not doing this. You know. Uh, you know. Uh, scene for scene from these comic books, but these are my um, inspiration. So I know that made me look at. I think it was All Star Superman, and I probably, I, I probably should get the authority as as well, and and even uh, was it Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, or Superwoman, Woman of Tomorrow? I forget which one it is. But there probably was Super there's, Girl, I think. It, I, I think, think there is a Superwoman in in DC. Probably not. And there should be. I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's somewhere there is. There's thousands of comics somewhere. There's a Superwoman. You know. Uh, okay, crap. I was wrong. Um, I mean, there's Power Girl. There's Supergirl. Mm, yeah. Uh, Superwoman is. Uh, well, I mean, it says technically several fictional characters, but on Earth three. 
it is Lois Lane, an Amazon native and member of the crime syndicate. So oh, perfect. And let me tell you, a little bit of leather, that uh, uh, lasso of Hephaestus or the lasso of truth or whatever. I'm like, hmm. Lois Lane, you look all right. Um, Moving on. Yeah. So I will tell you, I just looking at uh, uh, X, by the way, it's not Twitter now. I guess it's X or Twitter X. I don't know. It's just weird. But anyway, I think this is somewhat um, new news that Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, and this is from a reliable source, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse basically does not have a release date anymore. It was removed from the Sony release date calendar. It was was set for March of next year. Yes. At the end of the movie. Yes. And then uh, there's changes to other Sony Marvel movies. Uh, Craven the Hunter is delayed from October October to next year on August 30th, 2024. Madam Web, which I completely forgot they're doing, moved up two days. uh, And they said it's from Columbia Pictures, actually. February 14th, 2024. And then Venom 3 now is a release date for July 12th, 2024. So, some somewhat I, breaking news. And I don't know how much of that is um, uh, strike-related. It is all strike-related. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I want to see here. I saw this um, headline, and I thought I wanted to dive into it. I thought maybe I'd be able to find it a little quicker. But basically, it was... Um, major Hollywood studios and streaming platforms are considering terminating some of their first look and overall deals with writers as soon as August 1st. More than a half dozen sources with knowledge of various term agreements and talks inside these companies told Variety. Deal would be torn up under contractual force majeure clauses as SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild of America continue to strike. Uh, so rather than basically I was, uh, phrased on the, on the X or the Twitter is rather than going back to the negotiating table, uh, to deal with the writers, the studios like, now nah, you're fired. So they're just going to fire him. Uh, that's what it looks like wow. it, 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 again, potentially. Yeah. So. yeah. But Hey, you know yeah. what? You got to do what you got to do to stay afloat when you're a mom and pop shop like Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, of course. And since everything's going on, we really have no idea uh, when we can get this. Uh, but Crisis on Infinite Earths is heading to the animated uh, movie realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced that during the San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, and they also announced that a Watchmen Adaptation is always is always is also arriving. Um, it's always arriving. It's always no arriving. You will never escape it. Uh, <laughs> both of them are set to release in 2024. Um, but you know, yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, and, and they're, they as far as I know, they don't know much about the Watchmen. What what, what it's going to be? They just know it's going to be something. So I mean, we already have a Watchmen movie. That's almost. Shot for shot, like the book. So I don't but know. But interesting, it might not be uh, they. Well, it's almost shot for shot. It's very close. Um, yeah. But it might be another TV show. It might be um, a more accurate movie. It might be a movie that just has the word. Mike, are you there? I'm here. Wait, you froze. 
I know. I, I saw that. Something was going on with my computer. Okay. So, who knows? But right. uh, are you ready to get to this main topic here? I am ready. Yeah. So, I don't know how this came about, to be honest with you. Oh, oh, because we were talking, we were originally we were going to talk about, oh, we, we saw our kind of talk about best concerts. Um, yeah, because I, just I remember of, a couple. I remember a few weeks ago I said, "Hey, uh, I'm turning 41. Um, mm-hmm. I like to do a show on like you know the best things we've seen in our 41 years, uh, and then right. the you know things we hope to see in, in you know in the remainder of our days. And I like how that idea really spawned a better idea, which is your idea, which we're going to talk about at least part of tonight." Yeah, but let's okay. Before you get into your best concert, I kind of want to know, and this is not the, the fantasy booking part. I want to know, like, what's your like go to concert venue? Meaning, you don't have to say a name specifically, but are you more? And granted, this is, I guess, when we're younger too. Right. Are you more of a I like to see a band in an arena type? Are you like I want to see a band at a dive bar somewhere in between? Where are you at with that? Um, I think. With a few exceptions, I mean, if I had to pick like a venue that I've seen the most concerts at, would be, you know, what you and I refer to as Riverport, right? Uh, and you know, I don't know what the, it's Hollywood Casino Amphitheater or something like yeah, that. Who now. knows? Yeah. Um, but you know that that type of outdoor, you know, yeah, I, I've been in the lawn, but I've been in the seats as well. Um, I prefer the seats, <laughs> but um, but I would say, you know, again. When was the last time I went to a concert? I couldn't really tell you, but my younger years, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to say Riverport. Riverport. I've seen some. I've seen some in some dive bars. I don't know if you're familiar with the um, the Copper Dragon down this in Carbondale. No, no, no. I've never been to Carbondale. Uh, it it was um, it's kind of attached to a bar called the Pinch Penny Pub. Okay, um, which you know. It was the perfect place for poor college kids. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw, I mean, I saw a band there. I, I used to see, I used to help set up, uh, for, you know, like cover bands and whatnot at, at bars when I was out in Nebraska because my roommate was in a cover band. And so I'd just be like, hey, it's three o'clock on a Saturday. You need some help setting up. I ain't got nothing to do. So you go and, you know, help help do sound check and things like that. So, yeah, I, uh, so for, for me, I don't like. I mean, I understand. Like, you look, the the, the big bands are going to be at Riverport. Yeah, and I've I've been to Riverport before. Um, in fact, I think, and I get all these these venues mixed up, but I think that's where actually where my best concert was at. But we'll get to that later. But if it's up to me, I prefer more of a not necessarily dive bar, but somewhere like halfway between like dive bar and not even arena like it's closer to the dive bar part like i like so I like, like being, pops yeah pops um pops was i i don't think you know if i ever saw a concert there but i, I definitely spent way too much time there that was oh. that was pops pops was the place like when i was like in you know early to mid 20s uh where it's like it shouldn't have been there it's like two o'clock in the morning and you know it, it was open uh but there, I, I mean like creepy crawl um uh, growing up um like the pageant there? maybe pageant yes yes perfect like okay. pageant you know whereas like you can get kind of get up close yeah 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 if you, if you want and, and both like pageant and and pops like they were still bringing in good bands oh um, yeah so yeah. i i've been to pops 
and I went, it was oddly enough, it was 20 years ago. It was yeah, 2003. And I didn't know it at the time, but like one of my buddies, his, uh, band was having a CD release party down in Carbondale, mm-hmm. which I had an invitation to go to, but my buddy, uh, had already received two free tickets to go see uh, at Pops that same night. Uh, I guess, you know, his dad's like, hey, I got these. I'm not going to go to see Seether and Trapped. Okay. And so we're like, ah, it's a lot closer. You know, we'll, we'll you know, the band that my buddy was is the front man for down at Carbondale was Revis. Okay. And I did end up seeing them now twice. I saw them at the Copper Dragon years later, and they're like, uh, they did a little reunion uh attempt they're they're back together making new music now but they did a little reunion 2011 12 something like that um and so i saw them at the copper dragon i also saw them at uh like the williamson county fairgrounds or something like that okay but but uh yeah so i've seen trap to see that was that was a good show we were sitting uh my my buddy lewis and i were sitting up um in like the balcony area it was cool because you know we could obviously hear the music but we were also watching the carnival game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so sure. We, I remember hey, I'll, we were talking about Mike Morris's. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Mike. Matt Morris's filthy curveball is like a 12 to six. You know, drop off the table curveballs is okay. uh, you know things like oddball memories like that to stick with you. Good. We we now that we're talking about concerts and baseball, we have eliminated all of our audience. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they said, oh, "I thought this was a nerds podcast." It is. Don't worry. Um, Next up, demolition derbies (laughs) and monster (laughs) truck rallies. (laughs) I I was going to say our favorite country songs. Uh, Can't do that in a small town. Oh, God. No. And there goes everybody. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, By the way, I got a joke about that, but I'll tell you off. off Okay. Okay. A a bit from a comedian. Um, What was your what was like your first concert you went to? Um, Oddly enough, I think because it. It's set such a bar. It's probably still my favorite concert. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is, okay. Well, let, let's talk your favorite concert then. That's because that, by the way, that was part of the, so everybody listening, part of it was like, what's your, you know, your favorite concert. And then we're going to fantasy book a concert. Right. So right. Your, go for a favorite concert. We can go to that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up the, the lineup. Cause, and I think I've talked about this before. Okay. Um, by the way, you're, so you're pulling up the lineup before it. Like, I guess I I was because I was thinking about this uh, earlier. There's a and I was going to mention this. There's a lot of concerts I've been to at like you know small venues, and I don't. I remember some of the bands that were playing, but I don't remember who played with who. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I know I've seen Less Than Jake. I know I've seen Robic Fish. I know I've seen MXPX. I know I've seen Good Charlotte and Mest and you know New Fun Glory and all that. But I don't know. Some of them are co-headlining. Some open for others. I don't know uh, who did what. Let me put it this way. This was this is an article from 2001 uh it, it was in the st louis post dispatch and it says pod is vibrant exception to an otherwise pedestrian lineup at riverport okay. uh, th- then the sub headline subheader says uh, headliner three doors down fails to hold attention of the crowd oh god okay um but it was the points fish fry uh as you know so it, it was uh three doors down was headlining the band that played before them, you know, was POD mm-hmm. or that was Nickelback before Nickelback became like the joke Nickelback. Right. I mean, they were into their, I think their sophomore album, the, uh, um, the, the, the one, 
song. Uh, I can't think of it now, but like they had a song that was rock, you know, at the top of the rock charts. Uh, and then the band before that was Mudvayne. Okay. And I was in, I was in a really good, um, uh, like big Mudvayne phase. Uh, right. Right there. Uh, here's what they said about uh, this less derivative, at least visually, with their grease painted faces and spiked hair. Mudvayne dug a deep trench with modern metal songs from their debut LD50. More bark than bite. Mudvayne has nailed down an image that works. Now the band needs music that's also outside the box and less repetitive. Yeah. Uh, before before um, Mudvayne was a band called Edema, which uh, featured. Um, the first cousin of, of the front man for corn. And then all I remember is like the, the opening band was some little rock band out of uh, Texas that they just like, yeah, this, uh, you know, the, the point guys who were like, these guys came all the way here from Texas and uh, here they are. Blah. And they played for half hour and then rushed off the stage. Uh, there were quite a few people uh, who left after Mudvayne. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and, and Mudvayne had a very raucous, um, uh, not pit, but mo- yeah, mosh pit. Um, I mean, it was, it was, a f- again, my first concert kind of set a pretty high bar because I was big into Mudvayne at the time, three doors down. I mean, we, you could almost tell, and I, I guess maybe this is how these types of concerts work is you get, you know, like bands that are touring together. You know, like so, I think my probably would have been like Nickelback and Three Doors Down. Maybe Pod was on one tour, and and Mudvayne and Demon them, and they just kind of maybe meet here, and then they each go their separate. I don't know how I don't know how booking these things work, but that's in my mind for the past twenty or so years. That's what I've always thought. the The interesting thing to note about this is this was th- this concert was on Sunday, September second, two thousand one. Oh wow! Okay. So, okay. So that answered my question because I was, I was, I, I forgot if you had answered how or as said how old you were at the time. So you'd have been about 18, 19. 18, 19. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay. That was, my, that was my, right. That was nine days before 9 11. Yes. Yes. I, I figured that part out. Okay. Um, I didn't know if you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my, my math is bad, but not that bad. <laughs> um, okay. So, Mudvayne. So I, I remember a little bit about Mudvayne. And were they painted their face, didn't they? They did. They're from Peoria, Illinois. They're from Peoria. Okay. Now I'm also thinking, and I and I say this not in a, in a um, mean way, not in a make fun of way, but I, maybe I'm confusing you with somebody else. Was there? A, do I remember a picture of you with like a mud vein painted face? Do we still have that picture? I have that picture. Okay, so I know what our thumbnail is going to be now. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you want to know the backstory behind that picture? Uh, yes, of, of course. Uh, so again, I'm I'm big into metal at the time. I mean, if you looked at the the CDs that I was buying, mm-hmm. it was you know they weren't all like metal with with the, the gimmicked up you know like face paint and whatnot. But um, you know, I so I have the first three. Actually, I think I have the first four Mudvayne albums. Uh, but it was. Uh, Il Nino, it was Kill Switch Engage, it was you know all these all these metal bands from the early aughts, and I had been in Nebraska for two and a half months, and okay. it was Halloween, and I asked, I said, hey, do we uh do we dress up for Halloween around here, like at the radio station? And they said, 
yeah, sure. Do whatever you want. It's radio. Nope. <laughs> that was going to be. So I, I got up extra, you know, early that Halloween morning. Cause it was like mm-hmm. a Wednesday or something like that. And yeah, so I had, you know, the pants that I had, which were black and baggy. <laughs> and I had the, uh, uh, the mud vein t-shirt and yeah, I, I used face paint and, and, you know, spiked my hair and there was a, um, there was a visual I really liked in 2001, maybe 2000, I think it was 2000. Yeah. Uh, 2001 Mudvayne won a video music award. Right. It was the MTV two award, which was fan voted. And I don't know how many times I clicked, you know, to vote for Mudvayne <laughs> on that. So I like, but when they were there at the VMAs, they were all in white tuxes, you know, still with crazy spiked hair, but they all had like a, a what looked like essentially a, a gunshot bullet wound in the forehead and, and right. blood coming out. So I had blood capsules. Uh, so I was trying to mimic that, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to do it. So what I was doing is I was, and I did this out on the front porch of the apartment that I was staying in uh, at the time. Again, I was 21. So I put the blood capsule in my mouth and I, I basically like spit straight up in the air and, <laughs> <laughs> and hoped that it would uh, hit. And it, I mean, and then I get to work and I, it, people were not ready for that <laughs> at all. I was like, yeah, like, what are you supposed to be? I'm like, I'm the illegitimate fifth member of Mudvayne. Like, we don't know what that is around here. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, okay. So what, what you got to do now is, so you can either just like use that, that, that picture as our thumbnail, or you get, you get back in the makeup, right? And then you get <laughs> a, a family portrait and it's just you and the wife and kids. And it's just like, Here's the guy from Mudvayne 20 years later. Oh, see, if yeah. see if your wife will do that. I'm sure she'll be fine with it. But honey, I just need to do this for the podcast that no one listens to. I mean, you know, she'd be on board to an extent. Would be really oh, funny oh. as if I did everybody else in the face paint. I, I was thinking that too. Everybody has to do face paint. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is a... a That that picture is almost 20 years old. Yeah. That's what yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I remember that either, but I just remember you had it. I don't so. know. I, it's probably, right. You know, because I have clients uh, who are Facebook friends, so I probably can't, you know, just like put that out there on Facebook anymore. I I, I don't want them to lose more respect for me. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I don't know if that's how that's possible. But I, you know, hey. I'm, I'm sure they've all look, we've all 20 years ago. We've all done dumb stuff. So Mike, I don't think anybody's done quite the dumb stuff I've done. I, I I never face painted, but you know I I used to face paint a lot. I used to face paint for random uh, Steeler football games that I would watch in my own room. <laughs> like oh, when when I when I was roommates with when when, <laughs> when I was roommates with a uh, uh, best friend of the show Josh. Um, yeah, I remember I I did not only that, but like it was all black with like spots of yellow on or, or around my eyes and, and down my cheeks. And it was it. Looking back with, with the benefit of hindsight, I'm like, that's not what I wanted out of that. <laughs> but that's what I ended up getting. That's that's a new level of fandom. I don't I don't have I'm sure so I'm I'm not a huge sports fan besides UFC. So I I I never was able to do like do like the wearing the jerseys type of thing. But I know that's one level. And then face painting face painting just in itself is another level. And then you go up a tier above that. Cause you're face painting at your own house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For, hey, the, hey, for the benefit of nobody. 
it, that's not a bad thing. You, look, you, you show your support no matter what. Um, so just so we don't go too long on this, I'm going to quickly tell you what my we should favorite probably. concert was. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but who knows? Uh, it was, I forget what, what year, by the way, I've, like I, I said, I've, I've seen a, a, I used to see a lot of concerts when I was, when I was younger. Um, that's when I was able to get in the mosh pits and actually move around. Of course. Now, now not so much. No, I would break every, uh, break my hips and everything. Um, but this was, I want to say 2017, maybe somewhere around there, 2016. And it was, uh, way back point fest. At, okay. Yeah. And Offspring was headlining, but they're not nice. the, the best part of it. The best part was on the side stage, they had Goldfinger. Now, Goldfinger, um, for those of you don't that know, just list, just go listen to their music. But their lead singer is, is 50 years old or in his 50s. But he moves around better than I did when I was in my 20s. Like he is uh, just so much energy. He's jumping around on stage and he's singing and everything. So they pull drugs. Hey, whatever works. I don't care. You know, Um, so they do. I want to say maybe a 20 minute set and then they, you know, they're they're done and everyone starts to leave. And then all of a sudden one of the the. I don't know, was a guitarist, I think, or bass player. I, I forget what instrument he played, but he actually also worked at 105.7 The Point. Okay. And all of a sudden, he gets on the mic, and he goes, hey, hey, hold on, everybody, because everybody's walking away. Uh, I just talked to my boss. We're actually allowed to play a little bit longer, so we're, we're going to play some more. Nice. So everybody, everyone turns around, comes back. They play more, and the music is amazing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the energy is so good. They And again, and at this time, Offspring is, is, is about to start, okay. you know? We turn around, start walking away. He goes, no, no, guys, come back. We're, we'll play a little bit more. <laughs> and so it's three times of going back with great music. And also, and I think a lot of concerts, it's it's not just, as far as favorites for me, it's not just the music and the band. It's also the atmosphere around you. So I'm with, you know, good friends of mine, you know. And so we were like, and actually I talked to one of, one of my friends that was there was uh, Corey, who, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, I had asked him, like, even before we talk, started talking about this topic, like, months ago, uh, or whatever one it was, be like, hey, what's your favorite concert? And we both agreed it was that one. It's just, and that just that Goldfinger portion. That portion? Yeah. Yeah, just that Goldfinger portion of it. Um, but like nice. I said, I've been to, like, I've been to a lot of really good concerts at, you know, the pageant. Um, I'm trying to think, that's probably, actually, the, the, the last concert I went to was probably the Goldfinger one, to be honest with you. And before that, I would, I've been to like I think it's Ready Room in St. Louis. I don't, I don't, I don't even, the, I think the pageant is still there, but I don't really remember. They always, you know, get new ones. But I, I've, okay. I've been to, um, you know, a lot of a, a lot of concerts, a lot of different types of concerts. Um, so my first weekend, you know, I talked about being up in Nebraska. My first weekend there, like my first on-air gig official, was co hosting a parade the sheridan county fair parade on the radio okay by the way i'm looking at your picture you sent yeah you're welcome uh i'm trying to figure out how i'm getting notifications on my phone when i put it in airplane mode so that's really throw me off um no so it was it was the sheridan county fair parade it was a saturday in august 
to a parade on the radio mic? Right. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Well, you're smart. Uh, <laughs> I didn't understand it then. I understand it less now, but it was my first gig. I was happy to be there. Uh, and so my, the guy who was doing uh, the broadcast with me, who ended up becoming my roommate, who was in the bands uh, that I'd help set up. So he's basically like doing play by play. And he's, he's describing these floats as they, you know, come down the, the route. And, and my job is to, you say, oh, let me tell you about this uh, uh, Sheridan County Bank, or you know, like that. That was the float, and and it's right. basically like advertising for them. Um, but that night, because we were the the on air, you know, the the radio presence, uh, I got to meet and then got to see for free uh, the the old country band, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Okay, okay. Are, are you familiar with them? That name sounds familiar. They've got that one song, uh, "Fishing in the." If it's easy for me to say, "Fishing in the Dark." Okay, of course. Uh, and I think they have another song called "Mr. Bojangles." Uh, so I've seen them. I saw uh, years back, or a couple years after that, I saw Keith Urban uh, up in Rapid City with uh, the the girl I was dating at the time. Um, I was just trying to pull up. I can't, I can't remember the exact year. I can't remember if it was two thousand four, two thousand five. But went up uh, with my roommate to uh deadwood best friend of the show josh knows all about deadwood um but we went to the annual deadwood jam and i uh, saw some like classic 90s bands like collective soul uh the spin doctors uh you know and other bands at the time so that was good because that's deadwood jam. uh deadwood south dakota is like a tourist town I, I think at one point kevin costner owned a lot of it because he had done dances with wolves kind of fell in love with the area and sunk a lot of money into deadwood it's it's a tourist area and just had a lot of fun um but yeah, I've been to a couple point fests um, and saw Dave Matthews band, you know, so I've, you know, d- done the best I can with, uh, you know, but I haven't, I don't go to concerts anymore. Too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But here's the thing, Greg, if we could fantasy book a concert, mm-hmm. what would your concert be? And you can do whatever you want to do. Like opening, right. tell me the opening band. Tell me there maybe there's there's two or three opening bands if you want. There's a headliner, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So I think uh how I I envision this is like I'll tell you my the, the band who's cur- curtain jerking, the band who's gonna be out there first in front. Okay. Um and you know, oddly enough, like I gotta put Revis. Revis oh, I, I kind of figured that yeah, yeah. Um, and and the only reason I'm not putting them as a headliner is because I'm building up, but yeah. that places for breathing album, the, some of the stuff that they did, you know, you know, 10 or 12 years ago was mm-hmm. really good, but man, that place of breathing for breathing out, which is 20 years old, by the way, yeah. uh, is, is really, really a great album. And, and for people out there who, who may be like, I don't know what this Revis is. R E V I S just, Throw it into your YouTube. Uh, do not be confused with the fact that there was once an NFL cornerback by the name of uh, Darrell Revis. Uh, but if you put in like Revis caught in the rain, um, y- you know, that'll at least get you going down the right rabbit hole. So I'd start with Revis. How about you, Mike? Uh, I, I'm i going to start with um, an old punk band. And, and in fact, the first band or, well, ten, I'll say he's first. Uh, technically second, but that's a whole different story. Uh, concert I was ever went to, and that's MXPX. Okay. Yeah, they're going to open up for you. By the way, every single band I have could headline 
their own and have had the, the, their own. Sure. But, you know, but I said, hey, this is my fantasy booking. So it was BX. I think you're a good opener. You're 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 going to get the crowd going. Yeah. No offense. Don't don't. You know, no. Um, and what I like about the parameters that, that you put on this is no parameters. So like I already know who's closing out my show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably next in my lineup, uh, I had a really good time uh, again 20 years ago at Point Fest with the band Cold. Okay. So I so I, I'd probably do Cold or Breaking Benjamin. Second. Okay. You, you, you know, do them both if you want. Who cares? Okay, we'll Golden do. Golden Benjamin. They they play together at the same time, though. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and Cold's uh, Cold's about to go on stage, but Breaking Benjamin's over. He's like, "Come on back, come on back." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're literally on the same stage, just playing at the same time. Oh mercy! Yeah. Uh, so, so my next one. By the way, how many do you have? Just so I know. I'll probably have about three more. Three? I wasn't expecting to do two at one time. So. Okay. Okay. Um, so you have wait. How many total do you have? Let's go six. Six. Okay. I need Mind a you, lot I don't more. Have, I, I need a lot okay. more of that. Okay, okay. No problem. I don't have any written down, so I can really shut it down anytime. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna add one more there. Okay. So okay. In that case, I hope you know what actually. Yeah, okay. I added another one. My. By the way, I also said for parameters again, no parameters. But I was like, look, if you want to have, you know, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg open up for Hanson. Go because I I assumed Hanson was your main event. That that I'll tell you what happened though. That really, uh, I knew exactly what kind of concert you were putting on when you. <laughs> no, no, but but here's the thing. I, when I I said that, and all of mine are pretty much you could put in the, uh, you could put in one category. Really. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> because my music interest, like I'll you know every once in a while I'll listen to some rap if it you know if I, if I like mm-hmm. it or whatever country. No, um, others you know whatever alternative but it's i mainly listen to the same type of stuff so with that being said uh there is a or was i should say a band that i guess they got somewhat popular you probably would know one of their songs from i think it's american pie or something like that i forget one of those teen movies um but i actually heard about them when i was in illinois state I was at a party, of course, because why would I go to class, you know, and they were playing it and uh, it just happened to it would like one of the brothers of the person was there. So I was able to talk to him. But anyway, I don't know if you ever heard of a band called Sugar Cult. I have. OK, OK, so I'm going to have they're not no longer around and I had never seen them in concert. So I'm going to add them there. So I got I, MX6 and Sugar Cult so far. This this is going to be I. I the 90s is a wonderful time for music mm, yes um but because i like so much uh music from the 90s i would almost want just like a 90s cover band kind of right in the middle you know like playing okay you know playing and i, I unfortunately i don't know of any <laughs> yeah okay uh, so like i don't have like the top 90s cover band, but you know, like i want something that's going to come up play the wallflowers but also candle box but maybe some some food fighters or pearl jam or um uh you know some live you know things okay. like that like i just want a really nice mix of the 90s and i think i you know sandwich that in, in with this crowd i think we i think it'd be all right I think it'd be perfect. All right. Up next for me is a band. I also don't know if you've heard of this one, but this I've seen this band. I saw them 
opening up. In fact, I remember when they opened up for somebody. I don't know who they opened up for, but I think I was 16, maybe seven. I had to be 16 or 17, I, I think. And I was, I think I want to say I was with Balds. I think it was part of the concert. I don't, I don't know. But we were kind of standing back because so we weren't in the in the, the pit area. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to save my energy for when whoever opens up. And all of a sudden they started playing. And it's not like they're hardcore or anything, but they started playing. It was just like so much energy. And I was like, we got to go in there now. Yeah. You know? And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the band Mest, M-E-S-T. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. If I have heard of them, I, I couldn't pick out a song. I, I, I wouldn't know if, even if yeah, yeah. There, there's no they didn't have any really famous songs. Uh, but I'm gonna go mess, but I'm gonna I got I have to go the original lineup. Okay. Yeah. I I'm waffling on my last two because okay. I don't know who I want to close out the show because they're both legends. I mean both mm-hmm. both musical acts. One's a band, one's I mean it, a guy, I guess. I mean he's got a band, but um I just don't know how I want the show to go out. Okay. If I want the show to go out on a on a huge on, on a really emphatic note, mm-hmm. you know, then I go I lean one way. If I want the show to go out, you know, like if I was building this like the soundtrack of my life, you know, and like this yeah. is the song, you know, this is the guy who's playing at my funeral <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> okay. So I, let, let's let's do it like that, which is odd. Um I, I think I want. I, I really would have wanted to see uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. I. I. I just. You know. So, yeah. So yeah. I think Lincoln okay. Park with so Chester Bennington. They, okay. Yeah. So yeah. That, that'd be next. Okay. So that, that they're not the final though. They're right? not the final. Okay. Okay. Good. Because I got three more. Okay. Okay. I, um, that's fine. I got. I'll, I'll. I'll sneak another one in there then. Okay. Um. So. Uh, so. Uh, Coming up, and the the I have two that are gonna like co-headlining, but this is right before the co-headliner, uh, which is one of one of my favorite bands, and I, I think you can tell what type of music I like. Scott, uh, it, it, you know what? You, there might be a Scott band at the end. Uh, new, if, new if, if you're not playing Mighty Mighty Bostones, then I'm, I'm gonna be disappointed. Uh, oh, that, that's good. That's there. You know, like, there's there is so many. Uh, when I was thinking of this, I was like, oh, that would have been good. That would have been good. Or real Ooh. big fish. Yeah. Um, so, uh, newfound glory. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that was not on my radar necessarily, yeah, no, but, I, but yeah. I, I do remember newfound glory. Uh, I, I appreciated their, they, I don't know if I'm sure throughout the life of point fest, they probably did a point fest. Yeah. Um, sure. but you know, like that, I, I don't hear enough of them and that's, my own fault. Like I don't listen to the radio, so that's well, self-inflicted. No, no, no. Even if you you can listen to the radio twenty four seven, I still don't think you're going to hear them. They're they're not played on the radio. Um, but they, I, their, their their last album was it's an acoustic album. It's okay, but they they've had a lot at least for me for my interest. Um, uh, good albums, um, in the past. So all right, so give me two, give me two more. All right, so co headliners. Yeah, co headliners. Um, I'm gonna go the you know and then again they can switch up you know mm-hmm. who who headlines who or who who goes on last uh, anytime but I, I'm gonna go way back and I'm gonna say Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, okay, okay, perfect. All right, well since you've already mentioned it, I'll say one of my co-headliners is a band that brings a ton of energy mm-hmm. into at least one of their concerts. Uh, Real Big Fish. Yeah. Yeah, got to go with them. I think I'll have myself a beer. Yes. Oh, yes, indeed. Um, and I really do like, I, you know, 
their cover of Aha's Take on Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, and you're right. That that sound, that that mm-hmm. ska vibro. I mean, that's built around energy. And energy. And here's the thing. I, for me, I can't help but feel good when I hear it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's very uplifting, oddly enough. You yeah. know, even if they're talking about being a sellout. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And those are the three real big fish songs I know. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that's good. Uh, all right. So closing out uh, this show that's taking mm-hmm. place at Riverport naturally. Um, he's not with us. Mm-hmm. He also has been gone about 20 years. Uh, an incredible. Like, like, honestly, his his discography or his library of music could fill the entire day. Uh and when he was younger, he probably did that. Johnny Cash. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I was actually just listening. We, um, so I have, uh, I don't know why I didn't include like the Abbott brothers who I really like right now, <laughs> but I have Abbott brothers on my Pandora and like, um, it's them Mumford and Sons, you know, it's that, that kind of folksy acoustic uh type of sound but it also brings in some country and some classic country like johnny cash so uh i mean and and what i what i like the most about johnny cash i think is the respect that everybody had for him and when he covered nine inch nails hurt like trent Reznor came out and said like no that's that's his song now yeah yeah (laughs) um and and you know just but going back to you know, like I have Johnny Cash compilations, I should say, you know, that have spanned like a lot of his early stuff as well as, you know, some of his later stuff, the, uh, the Rick Rubin recordings. But I mean, you get in like just that sound that, that not quite twang, but you know, there's country there certainly. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. There's something about Johnny Cash, the, the voice, the, um, the presence. Uh, yeah. I would, I would have, you know, I would have liked to have seen that. Absolutely. All right. To close out mine and to close out this podcast, um, I, mine is one that I have never seen him live. I will never see him live, unfortunately. Uh, in, in this fantasy booking, they'd still be around, and I would go with my cousin Corey because we have ta- we had we had talked about seeing them live before 2012, when unfortunately one of the members passed away. And we still, every once in a while, we hadn't we hadn't done it as, as much, you know, because we're we're older now. But we did honor him a couple times uh, uh, instead of beer pong. We, we, you know, with using beer, we used Brass Monkey. Oh so yeah, course, oh, I'm, good I'm call. talking about Beastie Boys. Oh man, ah, I completely I, off my radar I, for whatever reason. I love Beastie Boys. Here's the thing, legit. Like before, maybe it was probably 2011 or or maybe right in 2012 or when I forget when it was, but I was at his house and we were watching like Beastie Boys concerts on TV mm-hmm. and stuff like that because we were both into it. And it was one of those like, oh, we, we have to go see them live. We just have to. And then we go online and find out that um, uh, MCA, uh, Adam Yock, has uh, cancer. I think it's pancreatic cancer. And But they were like, look, he's going to be fine. So the, the tour's canceled, but once once he gets better, then you know we're gonna be back on tour. And then of course, unfortunately, he passed away. And yeah. then the Beast Boys were like, "Look, we're not doing this without him," you know. And so they they were done. And uh, so yeah, and, and it was it was I re- I remember being sad, not that because I don't know MCA, I don't know him personally, right? So I and this is gonna sound really bad. I was more sad like me and Corey weren't gonna be able to ever like we'll never watch that concert, you yeah. know. 
you know, but it's still. So. All right. That's, uh, did, did you watch that? The Beastie Boys mm-hmm. two man special? Yes. Uh, on Apple TV, was it? I think. I, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That Those was really good. good. Yeah. Just storytelling and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, just, you know, about their whole career. And yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think I don't want to beat the dead horse. I don't want the show necessarily to drag on, but Beastie Boys were pretty integral in my high school as well. So, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, like, you and I, we didn't talk a whole lot in high school no. but man i wish we would have dude oh yeah well, I, wish, I, I, I wish you weren't such a bully and picking on me all the time i i, I was not a bully i was i was not popular at all you, you were, I, you were I had, higher up the social ladder than me I, well yeah yeah <laughs> yes I, I went above one rung sorry <laughs> i was on the second rung that's about yes. it yeah. You you were on a rung i was on I the was floor on i was on the ground yeah um i you know i uh I don't know if we 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 probably didn't listen to a lot of the same music. I don't think we still listen to a lot of the same music, obviously. But I think we could have listened to Beastie Boys together. Yeah, for sure. Because I remember cruising around, listening to Intergalactic almost on a loop. Uh, that whole now Hello Nasty album that I have. So I have License to Ill now, mm-hmm. but at the time I had Sounds of Science, which was their two disc anthology. Yes, I was thinking of the name of that one. Yes, and that was. I would just be flipping to, you know, I, I had, let's see I, that at that time I had my first car. So I had paid to put in a CD player in the dash. Mm-hmm. So it was only one seat at a time, but I knew where, you know, like brass monkey, no sleep to Brooklyn, Paul oh, Revere. Yeah. Like I knew where all the, the quote unquote hits were, which is funny. Cause it, it's an anthology. So they're all hits. Right. Right. Um, but you know, like, Oh man, Oh, I gotta, I I've, I'm failing as a father. Because if I ask Garrett, like Garrett, who are the Beastie Boys? He's a uh, uh, Pokemon I haven't heard about. I don't know. So <laughs> you know? what you got to get him to do is anytime you say, "What's the time?" It's time yeah. to get ill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's not going to do it at first. You're like, "What's the time?" You're like, "I, I don't know." He's a little probably can't tell time. <laughs> I don't know. Morning. No. Like, look, look, look at the clock. Look at the numbers. What's that one? <laughs> is it a nine? It's a four. Yeah. No, son, it's time to get ill, no matter what. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll work on that. We'll start tomorrow. Good. Good. Oh, perfect. So, or start, goes, the, start on the twins. You know, I don't, they don't, I don't know how much they talk, I, but. I, I might get more, you know, not reaction, but I might get more cooperation from them. <laughs> but, you know, starting them younger. Yeah, really exactly. Green. Uh, they're hilarious, by the way, the, those kids. Um, I just I feel bad that they're listening to, like, kids bop. With uh, with my wife in her vehicle, it's like, oh. uh, we'll we'll fix it. We'll we'll get him we'll get him trained up. Yeah, so, yeah. lots of runway in front of that one. So, Mike, this was a lot of fun going down memory lane mm-hmm. and sharing uh some some you know, fa- you know fun concert uh, memories with you and and that that uh, fantasy booking uh, of of our own concert. And I, I like how you're like, what if we made a, a a concert that's anything you wanted to be? It doesn't matter who they are, dead or alive. I was like yeah, fantasy booking. Like, man, you said that a lot better than yeah, that. yeah. I wrote a whole paragraph. And yeah. He was like, yeah, fantasy. Two words. Two called. words. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you as always to uh, the co-host of the year, Michael Luther. To all of you out there listening, not uh, doing a video if you're on YouTube, you're wondering where in the hell uh, is the video for this one. There's not one, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because we didn't want to spoil the fun of these. Uh, of these bands and, and artists 
by Mike telling me all of his. So didn't have any fun production visual elements for it. I was like, yeah, we'll just do this. But what we do encourage you to do is go back, watch some of the shows that we've done recently on YouTube and uh, put in a comment. Yeah, comment, like feedback, your thoughts and opinions. And we'll we'll uh, shout them out here on the show. So uh, as as they say in Talkville or on the podcast Talkville, let's take the conversation online and uh, join us on YouTube or on our socials. uh, Nerds United podcast on Facebook. uh, I'm sorry, Nerds United show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, which, you know, is what it is. Uh, and you can always email us, nerdsunitedpodcast at gmail.com. And as long as it's not spam, and I can almost always tell, uh, I'll try to respond or at least, you know, read it on the show. So if you have a question or a comment, uh, reach out and we'll we'll get you on the show. And uh, we'll try to do some fun interactive things here uh, as we move forward with this awesome, fun technology that we're using called the Internet. So again, for this guy, the co-host of the year, Mike Luther, I'm Greg Mahachko. This is Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network, jitterymonkey.com. We remind you each and every week to be kind and rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.